You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Lauren Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. That's me. It's a long story about the nickname. We don't have time to get into it in today's episode, but maybe in another episode we will do that. On today's pod, I am going to talk a little bit of footy. That's right. Going to do some soccer on today's pod. So here's my history with soccer. I, like a lot of American children, grew up hearing that soccer was going to be the next big thing. That it's going to take over. It's going to be bigger than everything. And at the time, you know, our, our worldview was limited by what we could see on television Back in those days where you're really just talking about ABC, CBS, NBC, and then eventually Fox. And in, in Chicago, where I grew up, you had Channel 9, Channel nine, Channel 44, like that sort of thing. But we kept always hearing about soccer. Now, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I, that's where I spent the first 14 years of my life, in Roseland. And there wasn't a big push for kids to play soccer in Roseland. I actually grew up at a time where baseball was cool on the south side, so I played a lot of baseball, played in the Jackie Robinson West League. When I moved out to the Burbs for high school, I had a buddy who was a soccer player. His name is Sean Johnson. Not the Sean Johnson, but just a a guy named Sean Johnson. And that's when I kind of like, it piqued my interest, but I was still like, I don't know, like it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it's something that's for me. So I went on throughout my my late adolescence and college life, not really caring about soccer. When I got into adulthood, that's where it started to pique my interest a little bit more. So, you know, you choose a team. I used to work, you know, I used to produce the Murph and Fred show and Fred Eubner, AKA Freddie Umbro, huge soccer fan was always talking about how great soccer was. I'm like, okay, well, Fred's a smart guy. I'll, I'll take him up on it. So I did what what a lot of adult soccer fans do. Like I was like, okay, let me pick a a British Premier League team to be a fan of, and that'll be the way that that I start getting into soccer. So I did. I picked Arsenal. Boo, Arsenal. All I know is that we better win the Europa because the way that they've played in the last two matches is. Upset me. You had your chance at the Champions League and you blew it. So you got one more shot at this thing. So don't blow it. 
I also just like going, champions! I've totally blown out my vocal cords. So anyway, since then, like I've done some traveling and I've, I've checked out soccer in other places. And I actually really have grown to love the sport. I am by no means a soccer expert and don't want to represent myself as one. But I do enjoy soccer, and I think for the most part I understand it. There's a lot of leagues, and you have to keep up with what's going on in the Bundesliga and what's going on in the Spanish League and what's happening in the Italian League. So I've kind of kept my soccer orbit to be Prim League, basically just caring about what's happening with the top four in Arsenal because they're not in it right now. And they still only have one way to get into the Champions League. I do care about the MLS. And if you were listening to a previous podcast where I was talking about the sports trips that I've been on and what I want to go to, I really want to go see a Seattle Sounders match in Seattle. And maybe I was thinking maybe it'd be Seattle and I would see the Chicago Fire. But maybe it'd be better to see them take on Portland. And I heard Portland's pretty great too. But I enjoy soccer. So I've gone to a few fire matches over the last couple of years. I also go check out the Red Stars. I have a student, Sarah Gordon, uh, one a former student. She's not a student anymore. She's long gone um, out of DePaul. But she plays for the Red Stars. So I, I like to go support her because she was a, a really good student. And she's a tremendous athlete. She was fantastic at DePaul. So I like to represent. And I'll just tell you, the... Red Stars soccer kit that they just introduced for the 2019 season is amazing. And I want to get my hands on one of those kits at some point. So I really have learned to dig on soccer. And I haven't like gone out to like the Globe or anywhere else to to what's the bar? I forget the name of the bar. It's on the on Grand to go watch soccer. But I do enjoy like having that on Saturday morning, like waking up early, and I find it calming to to wake up early, have some competitive sports on at like seven o'clock in the morning, and and that's the way it is. But I am interested in what's going on with the fire, especially especially when there is talk of them maybe moving back to Chicago. For those of you who don't know, they play in Bridgeview, and Bridgeview is about. 10 miles from downtown Chicago, but it feels like so much longer because there's really only one way in and one way out to, to the facility. And I'll tell you, as a fire supporter, I have felt disconnected from the franchise. I would go more often. It's not like it's that far from where I live. It would be a lot more convenient if it was at Soldier Field, and I think it would be a much bigger deal if it were at Soldier Field or someplace else. I mean, I don't, I don't know where you could play it, but someplace else, even, honestly, it would be more convenient if it was at Northwestern than going out to Bridgeview, to tell you the truth. But I do know about myself that if, I, if they were closer, I would go to more matches. And I, I honestly, like, feel awful saying that. I really do. Like, I've, I've been thinking about it. Like, it, last night I said, this is what I was going to do for the podcast today. And I... I feel stupid almost saying that because it's inconvenient, a little inconvenient for me, I'm less likely to go see the fire play. And I've had 
Dax McCarty in studio, who is an incredible guest. I should actually have Dax on the radio show again soon. I even have Bastian Schweinsteiger. He told me I could say his name like that. Um, on the show, and I really enjoy talking with them about soccer in general and the Chicago Fire in particular. But, man, I, I do think that there's something to the idea of connecting the team back with the city. And I do think that there's enough of a buzz about soccer overall. And I there's soccer matches all the time at Soldier Field. I drive past them on Saturdays and Fridays and Saturdays, and you see tons of people going. Now, a lot of times it's clubs that aren't you don't ordinarily get a chance to see. But still, I, I think that there is a, a thirst for more soccer coverage and, and more outings to go see soccer. But it has to be easier. We're spoiled, and I, uh, I am sorry. But we are spoiled. So hearing that the the fire even considering this is kind of interesting to me. So here's what I wanted to do. The Chicago Fire did this yesterday. I'm recording on Thursday. On Wednesday, the Chicago Fire did a media roundtable with general manager Nelson Rodriguez. So I thought that courtesy of their website, chicago-fire.com, that I would share a couple of minutes of that so you could understand if you're a fire supporter, maybe you didn't get a chance to see it, but you could you could see what or hear what Rodriguez is talking about as the fire as a brand continue to grow. Um, there was a report in the Sun-Times that uh, the uh, resigning planning and development commissioner of Chicago revealed that there's a long-term idea to build a soccer stadium on the site of Michael Reese Hospital. Has the fire been involved in that, and is the fire looking at any other stadium sites in the city of Chicago? No, we haven't been involved in any planning or discussions regarding a, a stadium outside of of Bridgeview. Uh, we have a current lease uh, at the with the village for SeaGeek Stadium, and as I've said in the past, uh, our fans will travel wherever we go. We have great fans, and uh, the stadium that we play in is the one we'll defend with with honor and pride. Uh, Nelson, I want to ask you, I guess we'll stay in the stadium topic. Uh, I know most people in this room have reported on, on whether you guys are leaving Bridgeview or not. Um, is there anything you can say on, on leaving Bridgeview or heading to Soldier Field in the near future? No, there, you know, uh, our ownership group has been in discussions uh, with Mayor Landek and the village of Bridgeview for some time. Uh, but until or unless uh, an agreement is reached, I, I don't have any comment. I'm not involved in those discussions. Nelson, what are the target demographics for fire season ticket holders or even just fans who come to a couple games a season? The, the target demographics, I think they change, right? So right now across the league, um, the millennial is an, an active, avid, and numerous fan. Across, but it's not it's not singular. So, in our marketplace, we have the advantage of a diverse market with some heavy populations. Just as Armando indicated, there's a there's a predominantly Mexican fan base, smaller fan bases of of other Latino origin. 
um, you have just a general soccer population as well. Major League Soccer conducted a study over the last few years, and in every market they surveyed a minimum of 2,000 fans. That's a big survey over the course of 2022 teams. And what they have recommended and the path that we have followed is simple. The fan bases that we try to attract is the soccer fan and the sports enthusiast, okay? Chicago, of the three major markets, actually is number one when you combine the known uh, soccer fan and sports enthusiast, more than L.A. and more than New York. And then there's a series of factors that those fans uh, look at and how they identify themselves and what's important to them, from having a competitive team to rivalries to in-stadium atmosphere uh, to an overall fan experience to the quality of your broadcast. And so we have looked at all of those factors across those two broad fan bases, the general sports fan and the soccer enthusiast. And what we are trying to craft is a plan that we call cradle to grave. Um, I'm a personal believer that we need to go younger for our fans, that we should go 6 to 10 and 6 to 11 years old. Because when you capture a a young child's heart and imagination, you've got it forever. But along that continuum, there there are different segments of the fan base. So for the 6 to 10-year-old, we have to speak to them in a way that might utilize Sparky. For the millennial, we have to do things like on May 25th, at our home game May 25th, as part of an expanded fire fest, we're going to open up a Heineken beer garden and we're going to have music and games and promotions that are geared towards that millennial fan base. But there again, there still needs to be room for the family with affordable tickets and a section that might not be right next to our hardcore supporters. So um, earlier in March, Uh, the management team presented to our ownership group uh, strategic direction, uh, something that that we felt we needed to go forward with. And this this idea of cradle to grave was a big element of that. Another big element of our strategic direction to to hit the target market segments that you talk about is being more present in all 77 of our neighborhoods. Uh, We need to go face-to-face much more often, and we need to utilize our players in that role as well. You know, at the end of last year, we made a conscious decision to try to be more present in the city. So what we did, first, we sponsored the United Soccer Coaches Convention, the largest convention in the world, and we helped that convention set records for attendance. It's from all over the country, um, and all over the world. By the way, we, had an, we helped that convention generate an economic impact of $22 million for the city of Chicago. Second, we set up a pop-up shop in the Wrigley building um, just to be part of the Magnificent Mile and to be part of the holidays. Third, we had a Meet the Newcomers event at the Blackstone event. We took the gala from... McCormick Place to a cooler, trendier vibe. So we're, 
And we have other designs and other plans have more activity in the city with all of that design to appeal to broadly the sports fan and the soccer enthusiast, knowing that underneath that we have to have specific messaging and specific programming to hit um, different segments of that continuum. Is that too much? At what we had done in recent years, we withdrew from the city. And I, 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 I wasn't here, so I don't know the context, so I'm not criticizing that decision because I don't know the context of it. Today, I think we need to step back into the city. We need to, to become an active participant in the city. We're doing so a lot through our work with Chicago Public Schools and all of the activities we do for them. We do that a lot through our plays program. We're, we're not only building those 50 mini pitches, but we want to program against those 50 mini pitches. But I think to be part of the broader conversation, we need to invest more in the city, and, and we're doing that. So it was seen to me that the fire are very serious about being branded more with the city of Chicago than perhaps the city of Bridgeview. Nelson Rodriguez was very upfront and very, you know, you could tell like the prepared statement that he had uh, at, at the beginning of this thing. We're committed to Bridgeview and all that good stuff. But it, it seems if you want to read between the lines that the fire are trying desperately to figure out how they can get more involved in Chicago. And maybe that means them bringing being part of a stadium that's going to be built or moving down to Soldier Field. I, I would suggest to them that it, it would be helpful. And I, I also say this, the actual pitch at Bridgeview, it's, I think it's gorgeous. And I think that the stadium itself is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. The food options are great. I just think that where it is kind of landlocked, if you've ever gotten off on Harlem, like, there's no real good way to get there. And I know that it'll cause all sorts of traffic snarls at Soldier Field as well, but you've got multiple options. You've got the Metro that lets you off there. You've got CTA that lets you off fairly close to there. You've got both directions of fans, whether they're coming from North Lakeshore Drive or South Lakeshore Drive that can get there. Folks coming off 55, it's, it's just more convenient. But it seems to me that the fire are moving in that direction, and we'll see what they do. Uh, put me down for more matches in Chicago for the fire. I don't know what the impact would be on the Red Stars in that regard. I'd be interested to know, what, what, and I will do some more digging on that, on what that would mean for the Red Stars. But if the fire are thinking about bringing more matches to Chicago – I will be front and center when that happens. It it just it would be a lot more convenient. And I hate to be the guy that's sitting here on the podcast complaining about traffic, but anyone who has made that drive from the lake to Harlem on 55, I don't know if it's as bad going from the southwest suburbs, but maybe it is. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes and let me know. But I know that once I get off on Harlem, it's just a slog to get myself into the parking lot at Toyota Park and then, or I guess SeatGeek Stadium now, at SeatGeek Stadium, and and then, you know, make my way to my seat. 
I've never had a bad time there. I'm all about going to more matches. I We could do like a, a, a group outing one day to go see a fire match, especially if they come down to Soldier Field. But there's my little foray into doing soccer. And guess what? The podcast affords me the opportunity to do more stuff like this. So expect more stuff like this, like me actually talking about the fire and the Red Stars and all sorts of other stuff. I appreciate you sticking with me. Thanks to the fire for doing that media roundtable because I liked having the different voice and having Nelson Rodriguez talk about some of these things that I was talking with you about. I'll see you tomorrow.